What's up? What's good, folks? Uh, you are listening to the City Image Podcast, episode one. Um, just a quick, brief explanation of the title of our podcast. Simply, it means this. Um, we believe that um, the urban community, uh, minorities, uh, oftentimes don't have um, po- uh, advocates uh, don't have representation in media. And so we, we think that we reflect the image of the city from a particular perspective. And also we are concerned uh, to see the city itself reflect the image of God. Uh, we want to see uh, through the work that we plan on doing in this podcast to equip Christians uh, and help them culturally uh, engage culture with a, a strong Christian uh, perspective and understanding in the hopes that that culture conforms to the image of God. So we want to see the, we want to see the city reflect the image of God. Mm, that's good. So that was good and that was heavy, Bryant. So why don't, why don't you just real quick go around and say what our names is and quick, what do we do? What's our title? You know, whatever. How are we relevant in this conversation? So. Yeah. Um, so my name is Bryant. Parsons, um, just a young guy living in Brooklyn, trying to get by. Um, official title, I guess, um, ministry fellow with Christian Union uh, at Columbia University. So essentially, I, I do campus ministry, uh, counseling students at Columbia University, um, mentoring them, and I teach Bible courses. Um, so just involved with discipling students. Uh, as my ministry. Uh, educated at Westminster Theological Seminary, Master of Divinity, mm. um, graduated last year. Um, and right now, I'm just trying to wreck shop for Jesus. Mm. And this, and I think the podcast is one way that um, God has called us to, to engage that. And I have two gentlemen uh, sitting to the right of me who are very capable gentlemen. And I'll let them introduce themselves. Mm. What up, what up, y'all? This is Rich Bowman. Um, AKA I, Young Flatbush. AKA <laughs> Young Flatbush, you already know. Um, yeah, so I am the campus pastor for Bridge Church Flatbush Campus, not meaning educational campus, but a campus offshoot of our main campus um, out here in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm just really trying to engage that neighborhood um, for Jesus. Um, just really trying to disciple and shepherd um, the people in that area. Um, educationally, I'm a college dropout, educated from the streets, you know what I'm saying? Streets disciple. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, you know, definitely um, just got a heart for the city, heart for Jesus. And um, yeah, definitely want to use this podcast as a way to engage the culture, man, and just let people know, like, man, um, there is another way to uh, look at what's happening in our world and the Bible is continuing to be relevant even in this 2017 kick it off to Danny Ortiz how's it going guys Um, my name is Daniel Um, man how do I describe myself in like 30 seconds I feel like this is the struggle I've had my whole life he's mad sexy Uh, y'all I try he's mad sexy I try thank you um so I, my background is in um, the arts. I'm a graphic designer, uh, creative director, currently at the Bridge Church. 
and also uh, have my own creative agency called Noble Creative NYC. And um, so, you know, doing um, a lot of branding work and stuff like that. Um, so um, that's what I do. Uh, my, my church background, um, I was a worship leader for about four or five years total in different uh, churches and teams. Um, uh, I did a couple of semesters at the Christian Bible College. Well, so that's, oh, I did yeah. that. And then like years of <laughs> probably years worth of just podcast listening mm-hmm. and um, um, study, you know, and so it was one point in my life where I was, I thought apologist was like a legit title and I was, that was going to be me. And so I acted like it. <laughs> um, but God had other plans. Amen. Praise God. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's me. Well, cool, man. Brian, man, what, what are we talking about today, man? What's popping in the culture? What are people talking about? What's the buzz right now? Yo, man, the buzz right now, and I, and I wanted to talk about this. Um, of course, you were recording this on Monday night, um, and the night before was the Grammys, um, mm-hmm. and... I'll be the first to admit I, I didn't watch it. Uh, sorry, uh, my, my bad yeah, about I that. Didn't but, <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> um, it was a long so, day at church. Yeah, um, but I, I'm I'm tuned into social media, and everybody was really really excited about Chance the Rapper's performance, especially in the Christian community. I mean, most people probably. I mean, I don't know what most people thought, but in the Christian community, we were very excited to see someone be so explicitly um, pro-Jesus uh, at the Grammys, especially since historically we've seen some things that are almost very blatantly anti-Christian. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, I just thought it would be interesting to just think through that. What did that look like? What, what, mm-hmm. How should we think about what we saw last night from Chance the Rapper? Um, if, you, if you didn't know, he performed uh, How Great Is Our God and I think he mixed it in with uh, a couple of tracks off his latest mixtape. Um, and Kurt Franklin came out and performed it with him. And he had a choir. And... With his shorts on. He has <laughs> some shorts. Um, some short shorts. And by the way, Kurt Franklin is an amazing hype man. That was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but how, what what should we think about something like that? Is that something that um, you know we should be happy to, to see? take place is it, should we question it i mean i would imagine some people would straight up condemn it and call it inconsistent i'd be and i'm sure there's some people who have been totally and completely um accepting of what they saw there and thought it was fantastic like it was almost like you know almost like any other gospel <laughs> could have been like the devil words instead of the grammys so yeah, now I'm convinced the Devil Words is anti-Christian anyway. <laughs> shots, shots, shots. <laughs> oh no! At least that one I saw like a few a few years ago. Um, Devil Words, if you're listening, thank you for listening. <laughs> Praise promote our podcast. Praise and prison. Um, no, I think um, I think for me, just real quick off the bat, um, you know, I was encouraged in a sense. Like I think there is a sense in which you kind of listen to it um, or see it. And it's like, this guy is really worshiping God in a sense, right? Like now, or he's actually, or thinks he is, right? Whether he is or isn't, it's like, it's um, a genuine expression that kind of even you are drawn almost into worship yourself, right? 
So, um, and to see that on the, the big stage and to, it's kind of weird how it's even accepted by, um, the people there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that's a whole nother thing. Um, uh, but yeah, like, so it just, my initial thoughts was like, you know, in, in enjoyment that, um, you know, God is being glorified in some way. So, yeah, yeah I'll say this man and, uh, Brian and I were kind of talking about this before we started recording. Um, you know, I always think back to, um, I'm a big cross movement fan and they had a music video. I think it was the huh what video. And they were kind of like playing on this idea of an artist who comes up and accepts an award and thanks God, but his life looks nothing like a Christian life. And at the end of it, he ends up saying like, yeah, like my music doesn't glorify God. You know, I shouldn't even be saying it. And so I think in Christian circles, we, we almost expect to joke on the people who thank God for their awards, because many times it just, it just isn't reflected in the music. It's not reflected in, you know, the stories we hear about them. And so I think when people see chance, it's like, Oh man, this might be the real deal. Like this might be authentic. Like Mm -hmm. this doesn't seem like every other artist who gets up there and thanks Jesus for their, you know, what they're doing. And so I think that's, it's a, it's a big uh, hope for people like oh man like this might be legit yeah. uh unfortunately you know we just don't know you know there are a lot of questionable items in his music and so we don't we can't say for sure that like man he's our <laughs> he's our music messiah you know <laughs> yeah, like yeah. we can't we can't jump to that conclusion although i see the temptation yeah you know i definitely see why people would want to do that but you know i don't want to jump on the chance hype train um, and I do think that people should have a cautious optimism about it, um, just from his gratitude. But, you know, I don't know the guy. I don't know where his where he is in his walk. But I do hope he's being discipled. I do hope he's engaged in some kind of a local, you know, fellowship of believers. But um, I do understand why the community is kind of like excited, you know, when you see him. Yeah. Thank God. That, that seems like some authentic thinking. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And, and and just echoing what you're saying there, I, I think as Christians, we, we we always are so starving to see representation in the culture, mm-hmm. right? Because the culture seems to be coming to be becoming so anti-Christian and so critical of our worldview that when we have representation in the culture, it's like we want to jump on and say, "Yeah, Chance the Rapper, who is by the way a dope rapper, mm-hmm. right? He's dope." We want to claim him for the Lord. Like, yeah. He loves God. Like, that's a, Christian wanna, draft. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We drafted him to the team. He's right. official. Right. right? But yeah, as I was discussing this with Rich, and again, I, I want to be careful because I don't know Chance, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I've never had a chance to sit down with him, talk about the gospel. I can't look at his life. So many things you need to look at to make an accurate assessment. But just looking at just the inconsistency, even on his last album, where you have a track blessings and then the next track same drugs where you're talking about drugs i i think for me what becomes an issue is what what is the message we are what what's the message we're, we're sending are we saying it's okay to praise god with our lips but not conform our lives with action oh. <laughs> mm, you know um because authentic praise has as, as Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, presenting our entire bodies as a living sacrifice to God, right? And so 
one thing I see so much in American Christianity is this sense in which, yeah, I'm Christian and I praise God, love God and thank God for everything, but I'm going to go sleep around. I'm going to do my th- mm-hmm. whatever I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, and that doesn't honor God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you see, it in, you see it in the old Testament, um, God, ref- you know, rejecting the worship and the sacrifices of the Israelites because they honored God with their lips, but their hearts were far from him. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I'm quite, I'm thinking to myself, is this chance to rapper? Mm-hmm. Is Chance the Rapper honoring God with his lips, but his actions are far from him, right? His heart is far from him. Mm-hmm. That's my question. So, again, I can't, you know, on the one hand, I want to say that. But on the other hand, I want to say, well, hip-hop is entertainment. And sometimes people create entertainment that they don't necessarily believe. Mm-hmm. So some part of me is like, okay, well, the Chance the Rapper that says all this stuff about drugs and sex and whatnot... Maybe that's just the entertainment side. Maybe in his personal life, he really loves God. Right. See, so there's all these questions that who's, I have. Who's the real chance? Who's the real chance, yeah. right? Who's, who's the, the real, real chance? chance? Please stand up. Right. So that's, I guess, my, my perspective on it. I think we, we should take a cautious view. Um, we should be thankful because, honestly, of course, God can use what Chance the Rapper did. Right. Of course, God can use how great is our God by I don't know how many millions of people who watch the Grammys to encourage people to go to church or maybe get saved. Of course. Mm -hmm. So I'm praising God for that. But I'm also worried about this message that could be hidden underneath everything that you can live however you want. Just give God some praises. Right. He says on his album, the praises go up, the blessings Mm -hmm. come down. But I want our praise to not just be defined by verbal sort of. And, you know, proclamation of who God is, but a lifestyle of praise, mm-hmm. right? And so that's that's where I'm coming from on that. Yeah, and I think just to be clear, we're not saying don't listen to Chance the Rapper. Oh no, I'm bumping Chance the Rapper, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, I just bumping him all night. Just want to give that context for people. Um, you know, especially in our context, there's a lot of uh, legalism um, that would say, you know. Chance Rapper, the heathen, they would say Lecrae is a heathen. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Speaking of Lecrae, though, I do think it's funny if you, you know, juxtapose the two experiences. It's like, we got Chance the Rapper who can talk about drugs and people are like, man, like, he's just such an amazing Christian. Look at him at the Grammys. And then we can have Lecrae who's been doing Mm. Christian music for so long. And, you know, he signs to Columbia and he does a song with Ty Dolla Sign. And it's like, oh, Lecrae's not a Christian anymore. And so... Preach it now, Doc. (laughs) I just think it's very interesting how we're willing to get rid of our star. That's right. You know, for this person who we don't even know. We haven't even seen more than one album from the guy. So it's just like, come on, man. Like, Yeah, we we do have to be consistent in how we judge people and their characters. And, uh, you know, I'll just say this for Lecrae. A lot of this has to do with how he started. If he had not have started the way he did with, like, don't want to waste my life, Jesus, 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 desiringgod.org type <laughs> music, word, word. then this wouldn't seem so bad. But it seems like a decline in spirituality when really, if you listen to all that Lecrae has produced, even since he kind of made that shift in the way he was going to do his music back in like 2012, it's been like five years. He hasn't dropped any music with any curse words. He hasn't done anything to me where you feel like mm. his music is glorifying evil. He hasn't gone that route at all, yet we're super critical of him, but because we're, we're comparing him to where he, where he came from before. Whereas Chance, the bar was low, but now we're seeing... <laughs> he can only go up from here. <laughs> he can only go up from here, right? So. Yeah. Um, 
Great. So hope you guys um, stay engaged. We'll be right back talking about how Christians can engage culture. Mm -hmm. City image is the best. (laughs) (laughs) See you soon. Question for today. City is just the best. City is the best. But yo, one of the questions that's just really um, been pressing on me, and I know it's been pressing on you guys as well, is really the whole idea of our podcast. Like, man, we're here saying that we're engaging culture. Um, We got to realize, man, there's a lot of Christians out there who don't share that belief system. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of Christians out there that feel like, hey, man, let's just pray and hope that God would just go and and change it. Um, And you know, really brings a question, man, like, should the church, should Christians be engaging culture at all in the first place? I'd love to hear what both of you guys think about that. Yeah, well, first of all, um, out of respect to my brothers and sisters in the Lord, um, th- there's been a lot of thought that have gone into um, the opposing position of what I'm about to expose, expose. <laughs> expose. <laughs> expose. <laughs> um, and so I want to res- I want to say that Bible believing Christians can disagree on this, right? So I don't want to shade anybody who thinks differently. Um, Come on, let's soften it. Yeah, okay. I mean, shade, 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 shade. shade. <laughs> what does Jesus think about yeah. Christians who say they love Jesus but don't want to engage their brothers? Like, I, I just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I I would say this. I, I think overwhelmingly um, as I look at scripture um, the ethic put forth there is love God and love your neighbor mm-hmm. right and I to, it's inconceivable to me that Christians can I think walk out the implications of the gospel so while I, while I don't say that the that engaging culture is the gospel itself. Certainly not. Mm. Um, salvation by grace through faith. I, I get it. The implications of the gospel, I think, draw us to engage culture in a meaningful and thoughtful way. So what I'm saying is, as you are born again, you become a Christian, God pours the Spirit out into you. The Holy Spirit teaches you how to love. Holy Spirit teaches you how to love God, love people. And so as you are living in a world, fallen, lost, dealing with a ton of issues, um, of course, the culture itself still bears the image of God. So not everything in culture is going to be bad or evil. I think we're going to talk about that a little bit, Mm -hmm. right? You have to be nuanced in the way that you even assess things in culture. But there are going to be things in the culture that don't reflect the image of God, that don't reflect God's ideal of uh, doesn't reflect God's initial creation design which he called everything good because of the fall and so Christians who've been redeemed who recognize that God has not only redeemed them personally but is reconciling all things to himself including the creation 
I think we should live and move in that uh, in this new life that's been given to us in such a way that we 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 think about engaging the people around us for the glory of God, and that comes out in many different ways. It comes out in um, our art, right? It comes out in our music, in our media, in our work. It comes out in anything that we can create, produce. Those things that, you know, of course, God is the first creator and he created us in the image. So we create reflecting him, his image. And so everything that we create, everything that we can involve ourselves in should reflect the glory of God. That doesn't mean everything has to be explicitly Christian. You don't have to tattoo John 3.16 on everything that you create. But (laughs) I don't know how we can think about living Christianly, um, totally living out our worldview without engaging culture. So that's how I would answer that. Yeah. Um, That was brief. (laughs) Opposite day. Psych. I get lonely. Sorry. Nah, so, you know, it's so crazy for me because um, being in media and, and, um, you know, being the creative director for the church, um, the Bridge Church, 95 Fifth Avenue. Bridge Church. 98 Fifth Avenue. Come through. Shameless plug. Come through, come through. You know, part of of my job is really um, strategizing ways that we can engage people in our community through visuals right and so why is that so big why is that important because honestly i feel like um you know i I think for anyone um i use this analogy once when when talking to some some people about media in the church and uh, the question i asked them was what would you feel about a church who said they're passionate about reaching people for god but they didn't have a telephone and used a telegraph Hmm. right like you would not respect what that person is doing or has to say because um they are not doing they're not up to date even on the basic technologies right. that people are using right, right, right. right like who are they reaching with a telegraph right who has a telegraph you know what i'm saying and so um there's a sense in which um um the church has it hasn't been doing a good job in trying to even engage people where they are, mm. right? Let alone uh, be involved in <laughs> culture, right? How are we at reaching them where they are, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so that's huge. And and for me, that that kind of plays itself out. Um, <laughs> you know, being from Brooklyn, born and raised, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Brooklyn is an epidemic of these really small. Um, churches that are usually unhealthy, mm. right? I won't say all, but they're usually unhealthy, um, really uh, uh, Pentecostal in their um, doctrine. You know, hey, I'm charismatic, but uh, that's a whole other thing. Um, and so they're the, the kind of even, <laughs> so their eschatology even, mm. right? Which, which was, um, you know, uh, Jesus can return any moment, all all that kind of stuff, Tim LaHaye kind of eschatology, right? Um, uh, dispensational stuff was so prevalent that that superseded even the gospel, right? Like the message that we would go out and tell people was not the gospel. It was Jesus is coming soon. Mm-hmm. So turn or burn, turn or burn, turn or burn, you know what I'm saying? Or so get right, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, get right or get left. Like it was that kind of thing. And it was, yeah. it was 
it was so bad um, that um, you know, and, and so I, but that but that's so that just that mindset is so prevalent in in our churches, especially in our community in New York City, to the point where um, there is this huge gap of separation where it's like the church versus the people, right? Yeah. And if you live in New York City, if you're from here, if you're a native, that's like inherent in what you see or feel about the church. It's like, you know, that's just that thing for those people. Right. Yeah. Um, there is no cultural engagement from the church. It's it's all about the separation of, um, you know, us versus them. And yeah. and so, um, yeah, how do we engage? You know, what I'm saying like first, I mean, first of all, we need to change our, our mindsets. Yeah. Right about what that even means to engage and how much should we be involved? Yeah, man. You know, when I think about just this argument about whether or not we should, you know, engage the culture, um, you know, I look at, um, if you guys here in the studio or at home, look at Ephesians chapter four and you look at verse 17. Yes. (laughs) Pastor Rich, uh, young flatbush, young flatbush. (laughs) Um, you know, if you look at verse 17, it says, so I say this and insist in the Lord that you no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking, you know, and I think verses like that may seem to um, galvanize this idea like, OK, yeah, we you know we need to be separate. Right. But if you jump down, you know, if you're looking at verse um, 22, it says you were taught with reference to your former way of life to lay aside the old man who's being corrupted in accordance with deceitful desires. So we see that. Um, the way that we used to be, right, um, was corrupt. And so we have to understand that the lost, the people who don't know Jesus, um, who are in our society, who are in our neighborhoods, are afflicted with deceitful desires and they're corrupted. And, you know, how can they be free from this? If you jump down to verse 24, it says, and to put on the new man who's been created in God's image in righteousness and holiness that comes from truth. And that's what we're here to do here on this podcast is to expose the truth, to yeah. speak truth into these situations, to engage the culture, to see through a gospel lens how they should be thinking and how they should be acting when these events happen in society. But to me, the verse that really brings it home is the very next verse. Chapter four, verse 25. Therefore, having laid aside falsehood, each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor. And so in this day and age, your neighbor isn't necessarily the person who lives right next to you. That's your Facebook friend. Those are the people in your sphere of influence. And so we have to utilize technology. We have to utilize um, just our influence, just our network to be able to speak truth to them. And so to me, it's just a no brainer um, to speak into the culture, to speak into the events that are happening in our society, to help the people in our neighborhoods, the people in our city um, to properly um, just to see Christ in the midst of the storm, in the midst of crazy events that are happening, you know, just in the culture and in, in, in the country, you know, today. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think uh, I like what you're saying there, speaking truth. And I want to expand that for people who think speaking truth is just preaching the gospel. That's certainly a big part of it. But I think what we want to do is, I think people are more likely or more prone to believe the gospel when they see that Christianity applies to all of life. Right. And I think a lot of times people just don't see how Christianity is relevant to them. 
And so they just see, okay, well, Jesus died 2,000 years ago, and maybe if I believe in him, uh, I'll be free. You know, I can get to heaven one day. Cool, great. But does he really, does, does, my, does the Christian faith really have something to say about everyday life for me? all the things that I engage in. And so we want to engage culture, yes, for the people to get saved, but that's the ultimate goal. But we want to show them that this faith has something to say about everything, right? So what I'm not saying is the Bible speaks to everything directly, but I can say by implication it speaks to everything indirectly, mm. right? Mm. So, so that we, when we engage culturally, we're wanting to show that, hey, living in God's world, What's the worldview that best fits the experience that we have? That's Christianity. Mm -hmm. That's essentially what it comes down to. Yeah, and and real quick, why don't we just, um, even just to give a framework of culture, just define it, right? Culture is um, the arts and other manifestations of human intellectual achievement regarded collectively, right? And so basically culture is what happens when humans get together and create, right? And so what's the natural outcome of the person who is a Christian, right? culture right we create things but but the, the the thing that's different is that we're creating it to the glory of god right yeah. and so um should we engage culture what does that even mean it's like we should engage culture because culture is what happens when people create yeah. and so um you know people are creating people are creating things every single day um and if, if to really engage culture is to engage people yeah. right Engage people with the gospel, <coughs> engaging people with the gospel so that as their hearts are changed, right, culture is also changed. Right. It's mm. good. It's beautiful, man. Yeah. So that's the question of should we engage culture? You know, if we agree that we should engage the culture, the big question is how do we engage culture? You know, how should the Christian who believes in engaging the culture move in a way that can be effective to, you know, speak to their friends, speak to their coworkers, mm. you know, how can they, how can they engage the culture? Facts. Facts. Um, I would say this, man. I, I, I think what comes to mind and there's so many things to say, and we're probably going to just hit a, a bunch of things here. Can I give one thing real quick? Oh, go ahead. Just kind of. You want to let me finish? But I'm gonna let you finish. Yeah, right? Kanye West. I'm gonna let you. How about that? Nah. Um, real quick, super basic is for Christians to create. Oh, mm. come on, Doc. Real basic, right? See, again, this whole we versus them mentality that Christians have often, um, especially in our context where it's us versus them, causes us to separate ourselves to the point where we don't we don't actually create anything, mm. right? That's like good. Right, and, and that's kind of like we see how a lot of stuff that's Christian is inherently like bad, yeah, mad um, whack, mad, unfortunately, <laughs> right? Um, and so just by creating good things, right, right, um, building is, is actually actively building culture, yeah. building, do, doing things in excellence into the glory of God, yeah, is uh, creating and building culture. Yeah, real quick, I want to jump in and say something too. If you really want to engage the culture, one of the biggest things you could do is listen to this podcast. Shameless <laughs> plug. Absolutely. Share, share this. <laughs> share this. I, I want to say for me, man, as I look at my own life, I, I think one thing that I grew in over time is just confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think for so many Christians, they, they're afraid to engage culture. 
they see a lot of things in culture that's scary, that's anti-Christian, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. And so there's a there's a there's a fear there, right? And I want to say, be wise. If you feel like something might be overwhelming, like for instance, you know, if you're engaging in the discussion with an atheist and you might you feel a bit overwhelmed, I'm not saying you have to put yourself in situations where you feel uncomfortable, but I do I, I do want to encourage boldness stepping out and saying, I may not have all the answers, you know, I may not be the, the, the most um, quick-witted person out there, but I think um, flawed engagement is better than no engagement. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage Christians to, to, to not be afraid. Don't shrink back from the world. Um, go out boldly with the power that God's given us um, through his Holy Spirit and, and trust God, you know? And, and like I said, um, there, there, there are a ton of resources out there. There's a, there's a ton of resources, things that you can, uh, learn if you, if there are things you don't know and you're engaging something that you feel that you, you may need to improve your knowledge on part of what we're doing with this podcast is hoping to help educate Christians. But outside of us, there are Christians getting it in, man. Like they are producing things to educate the body of Christ mm-hmm. at an all time high. So you never have to feel like you're without an answer when you go out and you engage other people who may d- think differently from you. Yeah, and I also say if, if there are any questions, you know, feel free to reach out. Part of our our um, desire is to help equip um, Christians, especially in our context, um, uh, to um, you know give an answer for the hope that lies within them. And so, um, you know, even as situations come up, feel free to reach out to us here at City Image, and maybe it'll become a topic of our next podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um... I think that would be a great uh, opportunity for us to give back um, and to really work on, um, you know, just to equip, man. One of our mission statements is really to equip Christians, you know, for the work of, um, you know, just engaging culture. So we definitely want to be a resource to them. Um, another <clears throat> another thing I just want to share is just, you know, kind of piggybacking what Brian had to say about confidence is really just understanding that. Um, the Christian worldview really speaks to all aspects of culture. And I think there's just a lot of uh, people, a lot of Christians in our, in our city who feel like our worldview is outdated and that it's just not relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're kind of in a post-Christian society, um, and that's just not the case. Um, and so I really want to help people see the contextualization um, of this Christian worldview as it applies to the urban context. And so um, that's why we're going to be talking about a lot of different events and and different um, just uh, things that are affecting people in the culture because I really feel like people are waiting and wishing for people to just help them think through and parse through, you know, the experience, you know, even, you know, with the topic we talked about earlier with Chance or Lecrae or, you know, this last thing with show Baraka and, and, and Lifeway, like people are really confused, you know, and, you know, we have these pseudo kind of celebrities that we look up to. And I think the reason why we see, you know, we're, you know, kind of going back to the Lecrae backlash is that 
there's like a level of worship. There's like a level of um, fatherhood that he kind of brings to the culture. And when we see him doing something that's a bit countercultural, um, we almost feel like we've lost the person we could depend on to help us think through these mm-hmm. ideas. And so I just want to let people know, like, man, we there are so many resources. There's so many, um, you know, other people out there that can help you think through um, different aspects of your life, different aspects of current events. And so we definitely want to add our names to the pot of people that are just helping people to engage culture well. Mm. Yeah. And I think, man, the, 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 the ethic of love is so important. And I, I say, if you are loving people, and engaging people, it's only a matter of time before you engage culture because, mm. you know, pe- culture doesn't come arise out of nothing. It arises out of people doing work, right, creating mm. and, and such. Um, and so I think loving people leads you to engage culture. And if you love people well in terms of your discussions and in, in terms of um, the, the way the, the things that you create, let's say you own a business, the way you do business, all those things that fall under sort of uh, engaging culture and, and creating to the glory of God, that, that makes the gospel attractive. Mm-hmm. It just does. Um, we have to get out of a mentality that my only job is to just proclaim Jesus with my, with my words. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we've just really truncated our purpose to just, we just have to say this, right? Mm-hmm. And people... Most people in America probably know Jesus died for their sins, right? I mean, I'm not saying everyone knows or have thought through it as deeply as they can, but most people know that. And so the question is, well, how do we get them to see that this Christianity is really true, Mm -hmm. right? And for some people, it is just expounding on the gospel, right, and connecting theological truths. But for a lot of people, it's, it's showing them the relevancy of this faith, mm-hmm. right? And so one of the things that became really compelling for me is is seeing how scripture really just spoke to everything, right? And it was a foundation of everything that I did. And Paul would say these things, as you do everything, do all things to the glory of God. And so there's this sovereignty that God has over all aspects of life. Right. He didn't just die so I can go to heaven, mm-hmm. right? There's a lordship of of God over all aspects of life. And so one of the things we want to accomplish as we unfold more and more episodes of this podcast is how does the Lordship of Christ speak to these different cultural issues? Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, definitely something that I was going to point out as well, um, that if Jesus is Lord over all things, then we need to act like he actually is. Yeah. Right. When we retreat to our own Christian huddles, you know, um, we're kind of leaving the rest of the world to yeah. the non-believers, right? We're yeah. leaving the rest of the world to people who don't um, have, who don't have Christ. Or they're going right? to create their own lords. Exactly. Someone's going to have, someone's going someone's <laughs> to be lord over something. Exactly. You might as well show them why it's Jesus. Exactly. Right? And so if God is God, right? Yeah. If God is the ultimate creator, then those who create um, in his name should be the best at what they do, right? That's good. Um, you know, those who um, have businesses should do it to the glory of God. Right. And and like it's really to our shame. Right. As Christians, when, um, you know, believers are often seen as either having something subpar or whatever, um, 
you know, and, and it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'll kind of just say this is my last thing. Like, you know, I think there are a lot of people out there, you know, when we ask this question, like, man, how should Christians engage culture? I know that there are a ton of believers out there who aren't even at that stage. Mm-hmm. And so for those of you out there who aren't even at a place where you feel like you are even contemplating engaging culture, um, I would just start with letting the people know in your circles, at work, at your, you know, when you're hanging out with your family, that you're a Christian. There are so many believers that I know, and it's shocking to me every time, but there are so many Christians in the city that do not have a family, job, or friends that know they believe in Jesus, you know, and so I would really challenge you guys to really just start letting people know, like, hey, man, how was your weekend? Yeah, Sunday I went to church. Start with that, you know, just that's your initial baby step to really start engaging the culture is just to say who you are, you know, come out of the, you know, Christian closet and just let people know, you know, who you are and what you stand for. Uh, And I think opportunities will arise from that point. But I just know that there are so many, you know, undercover Christians in the city. We just got to, you know, just let it be known. That's facts. And also just um, even to add on to what Richard's saying, um, you'd be surprised how far in our city, like a meal goes you know what I'm saying? Or how far, like, you know, caring for San Diego. <laughs> you know, how far, like, a little small gestures, how far they go in our city. Because our city is, is you know, man. And, you know, I, I think about this all the time. You know, even when we think about the Bridge Church, um, you know, I, I think about, like, man, it took people from another city to come here to really teach us what, like, hospitality should kind of be like. Right? Because um, one of the things that we um, would get... Um, is that when people walked into church, they were greeted with a smile and like someone engaged them in genuine conversation, like even stuff like that. You know, we don't even realize how important that is in our city where, um, you know, it's it's it, You know, we walk past each other without yeah. acknowledging people. You know, that's that's normal. And so really just engaging someone in conversation yeah. um, and being in, genuinely interested in their lives like that goes a long way. Hey, man, any last comments just um, on culture? If, uh, if somebody um, <laughs> just wants like a summary, a one sentence nugget just on mm-hmm. culture from each of you guys, you know, what you know, what would you kind of just let them? What would be the takeaway for this topic for you guys? Hmm. Man, I'm not good at one sentences. Really <laughs> yeah, I work on that. <laughs> Got to work on that. So we didn't even we didn't even touch on man just say we didn't even touch on like um, what you would be known as the cultural mandate yeah. uh, from God that God gave um, yeah you know the idea being that when God um, kind of created people he he kind of told yeah. them you know cultivate and yeah. sort of spread the beauty of God over yeah, the land have dominion right? over the earth right? have dominion of it spread God's glory yeah. Yeah. through. Um, you know the we'll creation to, that as we do right. more shows. So I mean, that, so I mean, I, I, to me, it start with the why, right? Like why, you know, love for God, love for your neighbor, yeah. um, and then because th- you know it's one thing to like say you should do this, right? Like mm-hmm. I think we're used to that, like that kind of guilt tripping kind of stuff. But it's another thing to like for someone to understand why it's important. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so 
I feel like as we even go further, we'll be unpacking a lot of stuff to help, hopefully, help change people's minds about stuff like this. So, yeah, for uh, for me, um, I I think I, I just want I think if we're I don't want to assume that the people who are listening to me are really advanced and you know I'm assuming that people are just starting out. Okay, how do I how do I engage culture? I think. One thing you've got to get from the very beginning, assuming you're a Christian, you believe the gospel and that sort of thing, you've got to get that this faith that you hold to speaks to everything in your life. Mm -hmm. Right. And the more I began to realize that, hey, my faith is not just soteriology or the doctrine of Salvation. The final eschaton. (laughs) (laughs) Right? The more I began to think, okay, well, what does my faith have to say about art or how I do my work? Or um, what what does it have to say about science or any of that? Or, you know, and so I think the Christian faith provides a holistic way to view the world. And if you're not there yet, fine, continue listening. That's what we're going to try to help you to get to. But I want to just plant that initial seed. Know this, Christian. Your faith is a holistic faith and is meant to speak to everything in all life. That's my one nugget. If that was not one sentence, I can't do one sentences, but there it is. Yeah, I would say for me, man, just pray. Really pray that God would give you a heart for your neighbor because um, I think a lot of people get caught up in what to say. Mm. Um you know, there's a saying that says, uh, don't just love to preach, but love to whom you preach. Mm, and so we really, good, we really want to, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we really want to engage in an authentic way. Um, and I think you'll find that you, you have a lot better conversation when you come into the conversation with love rather than wanting to win an argument. And so, um, you don't need to, um, have a lot of facts and stats in order to engage the culture, but you do need to have a heart for the person you're speaking to. Yeah. And so I definitely just pray that God would just move in your heart um, for the, for your neighbor, for those, you know, in your spheres. Yeah. And I just, okay. Can I just piggyback over that? Cause that was so good. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say what he said was so important because I really feel like if people just sense your heart sometimes that the love emanating out of your heart mm. that genuineness is very attractive Come on. and sometimes you can even be intellectual and know all the facts and the way you present them turns people way mm. off mm-hmm. so it's way better for you to just have the heart for people and show that yeah. rather than even having all the information information is great study show yourself approve all that we yes and amen but that heart that love for people has to come forward and yeah well like rich said man i love how you said it. he started off and pray if that's not where you are pray that's what the spirit does absolutely that's good so just wrapping this up this is episode one of city image with daniel the creator rich the pastor young flatbush and Bryant, the theological giant. Mm. <laughs> See you guys. City image is the best. Peace. Come <laughs> here.